Hey friends, thank you for joining me today for the Journey Home podcast. Today, I want to talk about just racial reconciliation and just even bringing that topic up in the context of local churches. So today I have my wonderful small group leaders. It's Daniel and Tiffany Stevens. And the reason why I wanted to have them on today is because they have led for two semesters um, a small group about racial reconciliation. And my husband, Chris, and I have been massively blessed through just the conversations there, the um, their hospitality, but also just the friendships that we've formed in those two semesters. So I wanted to jump in on this topic, which I know can be really uh, challenging at times, but I really love just how we've been able to do this, honestly, just as like a church family together. So why did you guys decide to lead a small group about racial reconciliation? Well, at first I, I didn't, I wanted to do um, the Dave Ramsey financial peace university. I had led a couple of those courses. That was my, it, it was um, something that I had already done comfortable for me, something I still am uh, passionate about. And so um had told Daniel, I was like, I want to do that. Um, but out of prayer, um, that was, it was more birth, um, out of prayer because we had already did a series on racial reconciliation. Um, we joined a Z group. The first Z group that we joined was about re racial reconciliation. And so I think more so out of prayer and, and being in agreement there, we decided that this was something that the Lord had put upon our heart to do. And Z groups, for those that don't know, uh, that is uh, basically Bible study groups that are smaller groups that we have that are through our church. And so um, we definitely wanted to, to lead one. And we had been part of uh, past studies through those groups in the past that were uh, driven towards racial reconciliation. And so we, um, we basically made ourselves available to the church. And that was also on the church's heart um, for that to be led as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so why do you think racial reconciliation is an important topic to discuss in the church context? For us, I'll take that one. Um, you know, we've seen what happens when the world tries to lead on this topic, right? Mm. And so for us, we just thought, you know, Christ demonstrated reconciliation through everything he did on the cross through coming down for us, not just for some people, but for all people. And if we're calling ourselves followers of Christ, then we should be embodying that as well. And I feel like as a whole, um, uh, you know, church throughout the history of churches, there's been such opportunity to lead the way in this area. And I feel like in a lot of ways, unfortunately, we've tried to pass the buck. And when that happens, um, you have other entities like government and things like that trying to lead the way without Christ being uh, the centerpiece of that leading. And also we did Colors of Compromise and Colors of Compromise is a series of studies um, in regards to history and complicitness of racism um, and how the complicitness of church um, in, in the area of racism. And so if we were the ones that, or if the church was the one to begin that, um, being complicit in that, then we are responsible for, um, for, for talking about it and bringing forth solutions to break that. 
especially here in North America, the North American church. Um, we've, we've unfortunately throughout the history of it, seen that, that take place. Yeah. I love those answers. Cause I fully agree with you guys about just, um, the church leading the way. Um, so I just really want to quickly share this scripture and it's from revelation seven, starting at verse nine. After this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. Hmm. And that's something honestly that, um, the Lord really convicted in my husband and I, Chris, our hearts uh, and why we joined your small group, because it, it is sad how we as the people of God on the earth, you know, often on Sunday as we find ourselves like really segregated, mm-hmm. you know, and really not um, leading the way in this area. And so I completely agree with you guys, because I feel like, man, this is something so on the Lord's heart in heaven, we are going to be worshiping together. And so how on the earth, you know, do we bring heaven down to earth? That's something really that burdens our hearts. And so even in this area, whether it's like seeking more of the Holy spirit or racial reconciliation here on the earth, as we worship together on the earth, because we are going to be doing that in heaven together. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that, guys. Um, I am curious what surprised you the most about leading our small group. For me, it would be um, the genogram. That was um, the genogram is where you go through your genealogy. And in regards to race, how did your mom, you know, as far as race go, your dad, your grandpa, um, your aunts and uncles. And so um, being able to see that and ask my parents about that, you know, I'm um, biracial. And so I've never really talked about race in that way. Like what was grandpa like? Well, you know, what was, mm. and that was, it was interesting conversation that revealed um, about more about me and how I relate um, to different people and not just racially, but um, you know, in general. So that was, that was surprising for me. Yeah. I think a a sweet surprise (laughs) that came out uh, during our time uh, was just by people coming together in unity with the purpose Mm -hmm. of just to learn more how God honors that. Right. Um, It didn't mean that everybody in our group at all times agreed on every single thing. And, you know, quite frankly, the world in today's environment, a lot of times has taught us, Hey, if we don't agree on things, then that's severed relationship we will cancel each other. And, you know, our church has been really big on, on teaching. You know, that's really not how Christ uh, uh, <laughs> looks at situations. And I think that's just good teaching period. Right. And um, we may disagree on different things, but we come together and we learn from one another. We hear different uh, aspects of people's lives. And as a result, it creates a bridge in relationship. And so a sweet surprise uh, in that time was not necessarily even dealing per se with specific like racial reconciliation, but we had a gentleman in the group that through the geneogram and through that session discovered some history about his father 
that didn't even, and Eunice, you were there, didn't even necessarily pertain specifically to race, but just us being together. And I just believe the power of the presence of God in that, revealing to him things about his history through his relationship with his dad. And that gentleman received an incredible breakthrough um, through that time. And so to me, it's wow, coming together and seeing God's presence just be demonstrated in people coming together and being the church together. Mm, that's good. So along that line, what was your most favorite moment of leading this kind of group? Because I was, you know, Chris and I've been really surprised in this small group just because I feel like starting from week one, it goes like deep real fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that has been a very surprising, but also awesome thing we found in small groups. So how about you guys? I'm curious to hear. I'll just quickly take that one. So for me, just the relationships built mm -hmm. um, because the, the platform itself and the content of the study created a platform just to be real with one another. Right. Um, and so I think just the transparency and pulling back band-aids, pulling back scars, even in certain cases amongst a group of people um, who stuck it through, right. Really fostered an environment for long lasting relationships. Mm. And authentic and genuine relationships. And so that that was it for me as well as building the relationships where I can be free to be me and be able to share my concerns and to be able to hear concerns of others in a safe, uh, confident space. And so having the relationships, you know, I'm, I'm very much about that. And so being able to do that with people that don't look at look look like me. And um, that's that's one of my favorites. We still continue. We plan on continuing to meet. Um with with our groups and we called it the be the bridge group and so that was the book that we had gone through that you said that we had dove deep in in the beginning and and i think that was the purpose of that it's we introduce a lot of these things about what's in our heart in regards to race in regards to our genealogy but at the end it's have coffee with someone that doesn't look like you and have these conversations and the more we did that throughout time it just became more authentic I, you know we see each other at church and there's just this special connection between us um, that I think that is that needs to be shared with with all of us, right? Mm -hmm. And so being able to have those safe spaces um, and and take from that relationship was yeah. something very very important to us to me. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, like something our pastor shared in a racial reconciliation series he did, a sermon series, was just how like sometimes like as a black man, how he just wished when something happened in the news, like a tragedy that happened to a black man or something, how he wished that someone in the church would just acknowledge that it happened, ask him how it was making him feel and like pray for him. Mm -hmm. And when he said that something really just like pierced my heart personally, because I was like, man, that's so simple. Mm -hmm. Like that really is something we could do for one another in those spaces. Um, and just that little action could bring healing to someone's heart. Like that was very honestly surprising to me because I'm like, man, that's, but that's like so little, but it would be so impactful to a person. And that's something that I loved so much about our small group was that people were bringing just their very vulnerable selves, their very vulnerable stories in the area of race and um and just to have maybe a space for a voice in that to be heard 
And, and like Dan said earlier, like maybe we don't completely agree with each other sometimes when we're sharing um, or venting or whatever, but that we could still love each other through that. That was very powerful to me. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to say, I think that's a, um, that's an invitation to sensitivity to others, you know, uh, as well, that when one part of the body hurts, essentially we should all hurt in some shape, form or fashion, right? At least that's, um, you know, what my Bible teaches me. And so if I have an issue that is hurting my brother, hurting my sister, and it may not be hurting me exactly the same, it doesn't mean that I, you know, should be dismissive and, um, and not have ears to hear and a heart that's open just to, to hear what they may have to share or how they may view something differently than, than I do. Mm, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. It was, it was also powerful. I guess, like, I don't know if you guys remember the week where I was sharing something that happened to me as a young person and someone in the group just felt like they just wanted to apologize that that happened to me. And mm. I was like, Hmm, that's like, that was very powerful. And I also felt like, man, I don't feel like he needed to do that or say that, but just in that space that we could even like do that and take that step toward reconciliation was like really powerful to me personally. So, um, but along that line, I just wanted to share one other scripture that the Lord put on my heart for this um, podcast, which is first uh, John four nineteen. We love because he first loved us and whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar for whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom Hmm. they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And so I was thinking about this scripture and also along the lines of what Dan was just sharing is like, man, I might personally not be experiencing the same pain that a brother or sister is going through, but as a sister in Christ, shouldn't I care? Yes. You know? And so that's something that really has been a powerful takeaway to me in our small group is like, man, that might not be happening in my world, but as a sister in Christ, as a daughter of God, you know, like, should I care? Is this something that God is calling me to care about? So I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I I, just, as you talk, I remember, and I don't know if it was in that particular time where that person said, sorry, but I remember you had shared a perspective that um that we that they had never heard um in regards to race relations and it was in that moment where you just saw um a light bulb go go off or just kind of this revelation of man that makes sense from your point of view and 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 i think it was said um if i remember correctly that now i understand why that would be um Uh why they would feel that way or why a certain particular race would feel that way towards a particular race, you know, because there were some historical things that had taken place. And so to, to share that, I feel like even for me to be able to walk into different scenarios and have a different understanding, but then to also sympathize with, um, with that knowledge in the back of my mind that, um, you just don't know where people come from, where their backgrounds are, but as believers in Christ, we are called to that, 
um, to, to this sympathy or, or um, being able to be on one accord with, with how folks are feeling. Yeah. I'd mentioned, you know, there can be a tendency of being dismissive earlier. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned your example, and then you'd also shared Pastor Brandon's example um, uh, before as well. And, and how these things really do matter, right? It's, it's, it may seem very small to somebody else, but the word of God says that the small foxes ruin the vine. So, it can be small things that destroy something, but it can also be small things that really build something up as well. And so for me, um, just to realize that, um, you know, these these things, you know, again, may seem like um, they could be trivial to some people or whatever else like that. But somebody is putting their heart on the line. They're being vulnerable. They're sharing or they've gone through something that's traumatic Um and and that deserves, especially as people of faith, to have our ear raised and our hearts attentive to um, to their need in that moment. Yeah, that's good. No, that's so true. It is those little things that really add up and also lay a foundation, laying a foundation of just like listening, caring you know, even just honestly, just wanting to be a friend, like as a mm-hmm. sister in Christ, like, can I be a good friend to you? How can I do that? You know, or as a brother in Christ, it's like, man, I could just try to listen. And it's so simple, but I think we forget those kinds of things. And the art of listening is also something that is slowly being torn apart, I feel like, um, in this hour. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That was a really good reminder I know for myself is like, man, can I listen to people's pain mm-hmm. and then can I lean in? And then what is even just one small thing I could do to be a friend? Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. Yeah. So I would like to know what resources do you guys love that you could recommend um, just for other people to listen to, to read, um, just to learn more about this area? Yeah, I, I would um, definitely and prayerfully um, recommend something like the studies that we've done. So Colors of Compromise, um, that there's a video version, um, there's a there's a book as well, and then Be the Bridge. Um, and those also had other other books that you that were cited that you can read too. But I think those for us, those are very um, uh, powerful. So. Yeah. You know, Tony Evans has some great teachings on this as well. If you visit his website, he has some wonderful resources on that. Uh, Also, if you're into uh, documentaries, uh, as an example, the 13th Amendment that's on, I believe, Netflix now. Um, I think you could find that pretty educational. And um, there's several. And even with with Be the Bridge that Tiffany had mentioned, within the book itself, there are several resources and some very practical things that can be done uh, and simple things that can be done to further educate yourself and museums um different resources like go like visiting different um museums within your own area mm-hmm. the book challenged us to do that and we did and i was like i didn't know that where there was a museum on you know this culture and that um, um one of the ones that they uh highlighted was the whitney plantation and how um someone who was wealthy they mm-hmm. converted that into a museum and kind of kept or preserved the story of that plantation and so those sorts of things i think would help And I think one of the greatest resources that we have are each other. And so be relational. 
Yeah. Perhaps go go, and this is one of the the um, the challenges. It wasn't challenging necessarily for us, but uh, it might be for somebody that only hangs out typically with people that look like them. But to go break bread, go grab a cup of coffee, yeah. go go do something outside, um, maybe your comfort of your own four walls and what your circles of influence or relationships may look like, and do those things with somebody that might look different than you. Yeah. Mm. I love that one. I, cause I feel like that was a very proactive thing we did in our small group where we, you know, had a prayer partner and things like that. And I feel like it, that is so helpful. Just getting to know someone as a friend from a different culture or ethnicity is a powerful thing. And we do learn things about each other that um, are beautiful, honestly you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and just hear things about other people's stories that are like, wow, I never knew that, or I never had that perspective. And so I do love that because um, I think, you know, Tiff mentioned the genealogy thing earlier, even that was fascinating to me. Um, just, I think sometimes we grow up in certain environments, right. And we don't think about like how we grew up, how it impacts us. And maybe even like racism coming down generationally or even awesome blessings too coming down yes. generationally. Yeah. And so I loved when we took the time to discuss that because that too, I feel like also um, built up the relationships and built up the understanding of one another and mm -hmm. um, where, you know, each of us was coming from. So that was awesome. So Daniel, do you have something else to share with Well, I'm just like, lines? I'm bursting at the seams because yes, that was one of my favorite parts of, of the group for sure, because I think it does so much to allow the Holy Spirit to really illuminate different parts of our history that have traumatized our future, yeah. right? To where um, perhaps strongholds were built, right? To where, you know, the Bible talks about um, in a good sense, stronghold as, as God is our strong tower, right? David talking about that. But then there's also the very negative part of that where a stronghold, we believe something that is not true, that then colors the lens and filters on how we perceive truth, which may not be truth at all. And so it, it really allowed like a dive into our history about yeah this is where this was birthed. Mm -hmm. This is where this, um, this unhealthy thing in my life came from. And so, uh, I, that was like, ah, in both, in both semesters, it was one of my favorite parts of, of mm -hmm. the study together. Yeah, I think it was interesting to see not only just, um, from one, just the consistencies across, um, from grandfather, to father, to then me kind of a thing. Um, and so the consistencies across that three generations, it was it was super telling and revealing about, about myself, yeah. so, about others too, hearing other people's stories. And just to so, further clarify the stronghold part, it, it would be, um, you know, maybe something traumatic. And I, I'm hoping I said this clear enough earlier, but something traumatic that um, has caused us to believe a certain way that may not be God's truth for our life mm -hmm. at all, mm -hmm. right? It's good, yeah. No, that's true. I think, yeah, we definitely over life form certain beliefs. And I something I do love about um, the study was how it was, it was like, okay, where, where did that come from? Where did that thought? It's like, man, I've lived, I believe this my whole life. Yeah. Why have I believed this my whole life? And mm -hmm. like you said, does it line up with how God wants us to walk? 
does it mm. line up with, you know, beliefs that the Lord wants us to adhere to? And, and I, I feel like that is a really um, good question that all believers should be asking ourselves in this hour is like, wait, have I done this just because it's always been done like this? Right. <laughs> or is this really coming from the word of God and, you know, just revelation from his spirit, you know, so yeah. that yeah. is true. So, um, in our church, we start small groups like in the fall semester. And so Daniel, could you share a little more about that? Well, yes, you can go to zealchurch.com. Our pastors, Pastor Brandon and Pastor Octavia Cormier, just do a fantastic job of not only uh, teaching important truths from the pulpit, but also allowing us to, to have a a platform to be able to to address important topics like these. And so my hope would be if you're in the Colorado Springs area, that you'd be able to come out and join us for uh, the Z groups to be a part of that. I believe September 7th at it's 630. Around. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. September 7th. September 7th at 630 at the Creekside Event Center. Yes. We will be there. And there is um, multiple topics of different groups that you can be a part of and you can sign up with. And my hope would be, you know, if you're not in Colorado Springs area or if you are and you already attend another church that they have, um, you know, a, an important teaching as this is such an important issue in our world at this very time and age. And I really feel like it's an opportunity where we as a church can be the leading voice in this matter as we should be. Yeah. Yep. So Z groups rally. And then it, again, like Daniel said, if you don't have a church or if you if you go to another church, it's still a great way to create community within your community. So, yeah. And that's what I really want to encourage everyone listening to yeah. is like, number one, our pastors do not put, put us up to put it, yeah. putting this podcast together. We, us three, I know. And also my husband, Chris, we've just been blessed by the small groups. That's why yeah. we wanted to do this podcast. And then also for Chris and I, I know we have been blessed by this topic as Tiffany and Dan have been as well. But if you are just in a small group in a different area, we just want to invite you guys to consider praying about doing a small group with this kind of topic, because yeah. we have just been, at least Chris and I, we have just been surprised by just different things that the Lord has stretched us in, yeah. you know, different beliefs that the Lord has wanted to break or change. Yeah. And just honestly, even for um, in our own lives, but also how we're going to teach our children you know, in this area, just encouraging our children in this area of racial reconciliation, because I completely agree with Dan and Tiffany. I do believe that the Lord wants to be the church to be leading in this mm. topic and this area for our nation's healing. Yes. So, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being on this podcast today. You know, Chris and I have loved you guys so much, and we have been so blessed um, by your hospitality, even as small group leaders to just always open your home so generously to the body. So thank you guys. Thank you and, for having us. Yeah. And we, and we love Chris and you, and there's yes. nothing, nothing you can do about That's it. That's right. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. And thank you all for listening. I hope you have an amazing week. Bye-bye. <laughs>